know I am. Let's put our hands together for Pastor Mel as she brings the word. Thank you. Fantastic. How good is it to be in God's house, eh? It is awesome that we have the privilege still to gather in God's house. I just want to welcome all the way from America, Pastor Kelly and Kathy. Have I got that right? Pastor Kelly and Kathy, all the way from America. Welcome to Perth, Western Australia. We finally let you in, hey? And uh, so welcome to Perth. There are Rachel's parents there. And uh, we're so happy that you could join us this morning. Welcome to our online viewers as well. It's good to have you guys. For anyone that's isolating, anyone that has COVID, uh, please reach out. We want to be able to uh, help you, pray for you, get stuff to you, uh, particularly if you're on your own. It's very important uh, that you do reach out. Um, but it's good to see all your faces in the house. I mean, who's scared of COVID? COVID schmovid. Who cares about COVID, hey? Uh, it's good to be. God is our protector. Amen. Amen. I mean, do the right thing, do the right thing and all of that. But at the end of the day, God is our protector. Amen. Fantastic. All right. So the title of my message this morning is I didn't sign up for this. Is that what it is? Is that behind me? Yeah. I didn't sign up for this. So my family basically ever since my boys were little toddlers, so they're age uh, 10 and 11 now and Tiffany's age 6. So uh, ever since the boys were toddlers, we've always had what we call Friday night. And so Friday night is family night. And so we protect Friday night with everything that we've got, basically. And almost without fail, we always have Friday night. And so Friday night consists of um, a really easy dinner, uh, pizzas if it can be. So basically no cooking. Uh, as much as I can help it. Jacob loves to get all gourmet and add stuff and I'm like, it's meant to be simple. Why? But it does taste good. And then sometimes I just eat and look at what he's got and I'm like, oh, I should have waited. But anyway, so Friday night consists of a simple dinner. It consists of movie, always a movie, and then it's junk food as well. We have to eat junk food and I like my salt and vinegar chips and uh, my caramello chocolate, but that's me. Sometimes there is a bit of a debate about, the, about that. But the kids absolutely love it. They've always called it Friday. Friday night. Are we having Friday night tonight? It's, of course we are. It's Friday. We are having Friday night tonight. And so over the years, we've graduated from watching cartoons uh, when the kids were toddlers and it was torturous. Uh, you know, so many times we tried to, can, can we just watch a movie, kids, like with a human in it this Friday night? Uh, it's good to watch movies with humans in them. And, and they were just so against it. So, but eventually it took us a while to convince the kids, uh, okay, we can watch a movie with humans in it. And then they got to accept that and uh, it wasn't such a bad thing. And so we're watching movies with humans in them. And that was good for a period of time. The whole household, uh, it, it suited all of us basically and, and it was fine. It was good, right? Or was it just me enjoying myself? But anyway, as the boys are getting older and Tiffany though is still age six, but the boys are getting on, they're hitting their preteens, praise Jesus. And, and we also have different genders in the house as well. And it's a bit unbalanced. So you've got Jacob and the two boys, three, and then me and Tiffany, two. And so at the moment, there's a bit of a debate of what's happening or what we're watching in our household on a Friday night. Uh, so it's between what the boys want to watch and what the girls want to watch. And um, the boys seem to be winning out at the moment, basically, because there's more of them. And so I find myself at the moment on a Friday night, long story to get to this, I know, uh, but it's fun to take you on the journey. Uh, I find myself watching Marvel movies at the moment and DC movies. 
Uh, so, I know, I told you, it's a losing battle. Jacob's super excited. The boys love it. And, um, and so, last uh, Friday night, I'm watching Batman. Who knows Batman? Come on, everyone knows Batman, right? And, uh, and so, um, we're watching Batman, and I'm kind of only half watching it because it's not really my number one pick. Tiffany's on her iPad with her headphones on, which screams family time, I know. And like I said, it's a losing battle. But anyway, we're halfway through watching Batman and there's this scene that comes on that captures my attention. And probably because it was so loud. You know when action movies just get the, the TV all of a sudden goes really, really loud? And, uh, and so I look up and, and what's happening is um, what we see is, is we see the Joker. You know the Joker played by uh, Heath Ledger? So we see him... Um, and he's the bad guy, and he's driving in this van with his bad guy mates, and they're driving alongside a police car, um, a paddy wagon basically, and, uh, and they're shooting at this paddy wagon. And I'm not talking like normal shooting, I'm talking like big rockets, big bazookas, like they've opened the van door and they're using these bazookas and shooting at this paddy wagon. At, at, at. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get to Harvey Dent, if you know Harvey Dent, uh, but because they think Harvey Dent is Batman. So the Joker is trying to get at Batman, basically, and there's this big, massive shooting scene, and it's loud and it's crazy and it's mayhem. And then you've got the policeman in the middle of it all, basically, and what we find is, is you've got the driver of the police car and he's got all this chaos around him. You've got the Joker trying to get at Batman... And, and, and then all of a sudden, the driver of the car, the policeman, he screams out, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. And I thought to myself, mate, that's how I feel sometimes too. I thought, that's exactly how I feel. You're in the middle of something and it's like, I didn't sign up for this. He didn't sign up for this fight between the Joker and Batman, but he's found himself stuck in the middle of this battle that's raging around him. And he's like, I did not sign up for this. And I think, me too, mate, me too. And I'm sure we are not the only ones that think at times, hey, I didn't sign up for this. You know, when your children or your loved one has gone off the rails, I didn't sign up for this. When, when you're dealing with COVID in your uh, schools, I mean, it's rampant through our school at the moment. Don't worry, the kids are fine. Uh, but you're dealing it in your workplace, in the community. I didn't sign up for this. Who signed up for that? I didn't sign up for this. When you're blindsided by personal illness, sickness, death, whatever it may be, I didn't sign up for this. When you're asked to volunteer extra <laughs> or give more, God, how much more do you want me to give? I didn't sign up for this. Seriously. When you're dealing with a situation in your marriage that's outside of your control, I didn't sign up for this. When your boss or your co-worker is making life so difficult, I didn't sign up for this. I did not sign up for this. When you're looking at the never-ending cycle of washing as a wife and a mother, can anyone relate? <laughs> I can put his hand up. I did not sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. And we can relate to the policeman that's driving the paddy wagon with Harvey Dent in the back, who the Joker thinks is Batman, and the chaos is all around him, and he screams out, I did not sign up 
for this? Or did we? Or did we? I don't know. Did we? I want to take us to the story of how Satan became Satan. So he's in heaven and his name is Lucifer. And Lucifer means the star of the morning. And Lucifer was a beautiful angel. Uh, He was a worshipper. He was in a position of power and influence. And they actually called him the guardian cherub. He was full of wisdom. He was anointed. Uh, He was perfect. But the problem came when Lucifer thought that he knew more than God. He thought that he was better than God. He thought that he was superior to God. And he didn't want to worship God anymore. He's like, I'm done with that. In fact, you know what I actually think? Lucifer thought that he should be worshipped. He thought he was that good. He thought he was that smart. His heart was so full of pride that he thought that he should be worshipped instead of him worshipping God. And so what Lucifer decided to do is he gathered a bunch of angels and, and he managed to persuade a third of the angels to join him in a battle against God. Bad move. Bad move. You're talking about the Lord God Almighty. Bad move on Lucifer's part. But this is what he decided to do. I wonder if it was like the scene that I was watching from Batman. And of course, Lucifer lost. He lost. And God banished him and his followers to earth. And so Jesus talks about this in Luke chapter 10, verse 18. He witnessed it and he said this, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And so what happens is, is Lucifer then becomes Satan. He's no, he gets a name change. I don't know why or how. Uh, and, um, and Satan basically means the accuser. That's what Satan means, the accuser. And Jesus says in John 10.10, 10, his sole purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. That's the devil's mission. That's his mission statement. Ours is to connect, grow and make a difference. And Satan's is to steal, kill and destroy. That is the devil's mission statement. And so now we have this battle on earth. Thanks, God. (laughs) Just throw it down, throw them down to earth. Why not? And so now we have this battle on earth. And as I'm watching this scene in Batman, I thought about this world that we live in and this big battle between the bad guys and the good guys, Uh, uh, you know, between heaven and hell, between Satan and God, between angels and demons. There's this big battle that's going on, whether you're aware of it or not, in the spiritual realm between these two sides. And the reality of that, you know, Satan came to this earth with one third of the angels, which are now demons. There is good news that's coming. Based on the numbers in the book of Revelation, some theologians think that there are 100 million angels. So if that's how many angels are left after one third were cast down from heaven, then that's a pretty decent size of demon powers working for Satan. Would you not agree? That is a lot of demons working for Satan on this earth right now as we speak. And so we begin to understand, and it's so important that we begin to understand the bigger picture, uh, the bigger battle that we are a part of. Just like that police officer was in the middle of this battle between the Joker and Batman, we're a part of this battle. We're a part of this spiritual battle. And we feel a little bit like the police officer. We feel a little bit like him where we're stuck in the middle. We are in the middle of this. And the police officer, it wasn't his fight to begin with. It wasn't his fight to begin with. 
but he finds himself a part of it. The same as Satan is trying to get to God through humanity, it's not our fight to begin with. It's not our fight to begin with, which brings me to my first point. If it's not our fight to begin with, yet we find ourselves a part of it, then point one is the battle belongs to God. If it's not our fight to begin with, then the battle belongs to God. And it's so integral that we remember that. It is so key that we understand that. It's so key that we look outside of ourselves to what is happening in the spiritual realm because you can see it all around you right now. And it's as Jacob was saying, we need to learn how to filter what we are seeing. We need to learn how to process what we are seeing. 2 Chronicles 20.15 says this, This is what the Lord says to you, you, not the person next to you, you. He says this, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. For the battle is not yours but God's. 2 Corinthians 20.17 says this, "You you, You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. The Lord is with you. Amen? You know, we're all born into a fallen world. None of us signed up for this, really. We're born into a fallen world. However, the battle is on. The battle's on. And we must pick a side. We must pick a side. And the side to pick that makes sense to me is the side that still has two-thirds of the angels on their side. Amen? There's two-thirds of the angels that are still on the side of God, the side that has already won. We know how this story ends. If you're a believer, you know how the story ends. Elisha from the Bible knew this when he was under attack. And I've been speaking to different people and there is attacks happening. I understand that. I know that. But this is Elisha's thought in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. It sounds like me with Jacob. Oh no, what shall we do? <laughs> verse 16, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. So Elisha knew that they were there because he was aware of the spiritual realm. But the servant guy, he couldn't see. So he's praying that the servant's eyes are open so he could see that there was so much more on their side than the army that was surrounding them. Then opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. Elisha was 100% confident that God had the battle in hand, that God would protect him. And he'll protect you too. He has the battle in hand. It wasn't our fight to begin with. It's not the battle belongs to the Lord. Psalm 91 verse 11 says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. That's the second time we've read that this morning. The angels 
are all around. We can't see them, but they're all around. God is our protection. If our God is for us, who can be against us? Amen? We're in a battle where we already know who the winner is. We already know who the winner is, except the battle still needs to be played out, right? It still has to be played out. And we're seeing that. We're seeing it with the war, uh, the wars that are taking place in Europe. We're seeing it with the floods uh, over east in Australia. We're seeing it just through uh, the depravity of humanity. You know, it just seems to be getting worse year in, year out. We're seeing it played out before our very eyes. But in and through it all, we have to know that the battle belongs to God. This is why Paul encouraged us in Ephesians chapter 6. It says this, verse 10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Paul knew this. He knew he wasn't fighting. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> oh, you know when you turn the bathroom fan off, it felt like that. Uh, he knew he wasn't fighting flesh and blood. He knew it was a battle in the spiritual realm. And he says this, Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Paul knew where the battle was, and he also knew that we had to fight with God's armour. Pastor Adele didn't know what I was preaching on this morning, but she felt led to, to speak that scripture and pray it out in this morning's pre-service prayer. It's so important. We need to remember to fight with the armour of God, to put on the armour of God. What is the armour of God? I'm going to read it to you. Verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Buckle it, tighten it up. We need it right now, the belt of truth with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Don't stop praying. With this in mind, be alert. Be aware. Be alert. Be awake. Don't get caught up in that worldly stuff and you just go down this rabbit hole with just all that garbage. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay alert. You're a Christian. You're a believer. You know how this thing plays out. Don't get caught up in that garbage. I'll read on. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Prayer, the word of God, faith. This is how we battle with God. We're in a fight, but that's how we battle. We're in a fight. There's no, no one's arguing that fact. But it's how are you battling? How are you arming yourself in the battle with gossip and division? And, and, and you know, so many times I see people getting angry at people when it's so much bigger than that. It's not that politician. It's not that husband. It's not that wife. It's not that child. There's a bigger battle going on. And all he wants to do is steal, kill and destroy. That is his mission statement. 
Ours is connect, grow, make a difference. Which side are you going to be on? The battle's on. We've got to pick a side. I know what side I'm on. The one with the more people, the more angels. Two-thirds of the angels are still less. Amen? God's answer is unity. God's answer is, and I know this word, I know, because it just makes me go cringe as well. (laughs) But God's answer is submission. It's submission. We understand that the battle belongs to God. But in that, which brings me to my second point, obedience is key. Obedience is key. We must learn to listen to the Spirit of God. It's so important. And trust what God is saying. And trust his timing as well. He knows how it all plays out. So he must know the timing of different events and things and breakthroughs. How long, Lord? How long? Surely by now. Stand firm. You got your armour on? You done all that? Stand firm. Keep standing. Stand your ground. His timing's perfect. I'm preaching to myself right now. You know, the Israelites didn't do this in regards to the promised land. God told them to take the promised land. If you know the story, God told them, it's yours. You're going to have to fight for it still. We still fight, but we fight God's way. He says, it's yours. But they were like, no. They were too scared. They, they refused to take the promised land. They, they thought that they knew better. They thought, uh, that, that they, they thought they had to do it in their own strength. They thought the fight was theirs. Therefore, they had to do it in their own strength. Therefore, we're going to lose because they look like giants and we look like grasshoppers in our eyes, so we're not going to do it. They didn't trust God. They weren't obedient to what he was asking them to do. And so they didn't go into the promised land. They chose not to. So God was like, all right then, you're going all back to the wilderness. A few people are going to die and all this bad stuff's going to happen. And um, so they changed their minds. And they're like, okay, we changed our minds. Now we're ready to go into the promised land. But it was too late. It was too late. This is what Moses said to them. Numbers 14, chapter 41. But Moses says, why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies for the Elmerkites or however you say it and the Canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from the Lord. He will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. So God told them to take the promised land in his timing when he said they didn't. Then he said, okay, now this is going to happen. But they're like, no, now we want to do this. I mean, you think they're a bit nuts, but it sounds a little bit like me. I don't know if it sounds a bit like you. Obedience is key. So what happened was, is they, but they went anyway. They still didn't listen to him, even though Moses said that. They went anyway, and the Bible says they got beaten down. They lost. They got beaten down because God was not with them. Obedience is so key with the protection of God. God's timing is key. We can go ahead or we can lag behind. We have to be in step with the Spirit of God. Caleb and Joshua were the only two that got this and understood this. In Numbers 14.9, Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. They knew who was on their side. 
Do not be afraid of them. That's the attitude of Caleb and Joshua. And the Bible says they had a different spirit. They understood the protection of God. They understood whose side they were on. They understood God's timing. They understood obedience when God said, not before, not after, not how I feel or when I want or what I'm thinking, but when God said. They 100% knew that the battle belonged to God and that the key was obedience. Paul the Apostle also knew this. If you read through the New Testament, he, he only went where the Holy Spirit told him to go. If the Spirit of God said, leave this place, he would leave. If the Spirit of God said, go to this place, he would go. It didn't matter what he would face there because he knew that God's protection went with him. He was being, obedience was the key, therefore God's protection was going with him. You know, God calls us to trust and obey. He knows how it's all going to be played out. It makes sense to just stay in tune with him, right? It makes sense to me. It's harder to do. It's easier to preach. Harder to do. But I think sometimes we need a friendly reminder. I know I do. I know about the uh, God's weapons. I know about God's armors. I know about Ephesians 6, in and through for the last 20 years. I need reminding. That's right. The weapons of God. That's how we fight. That's how we fight. The battle belongs to God. It's not my fight to begin with. I'm a little bit like the police officer. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. And when we're battling with those thoughts, I want you to know that you already have the victory. I already have the victory. You already have the victory. Jesus came to earth, died on a cross and rose again to give you complete victory. Yes, it has to play out. But we know who we are in God. We walk in that authority, our identity in Christ. We know who we are. And you have the keys to defeat the devil. I've got the keys to defeat the devil. You have the keys to defeat the devil. Yes, you can come up. That'll be great. You have to know that you are anointed by God. You are anointed by God. You were chosen and you're anointed by God. And you have the power over every demon. You know, it says in Luke chapter 10, verse 20, that the spirits are subject to you. So you're in control through the name of Jesus Christ. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be scared. I don't care how many demons they are because through the, the power of Jesus Christ, they're under our feet. They must subject to our words through the name of Jesus Christ. They have to bow down. They have to. We use the word of God as our weapon. The Bible says that it's sharper than any double-edged sword. And you know, you might think, well, this is the basics of Christianity. Have your quiet time, pray, read your word. But are you reading your word? Are you spending time with God every single day? Are you opening up the Bible? Do you know where your Bible is? I'm sure you do. You're everyday church members. Of course you know where your Bible is. It's right by your bedside. Or maybe it's under your chair. But we have to read it, get it in us, and speak it out. Because that's how we fight. They're the weapons that God has given us. 
Otherwise, we're going to get taken out. We don't want to get taken out. I mean, that's like nailing Jesus Christ back to the cross. He died to give us victory. So we've got to remember not to fight in the flesh. Don't look at the person. Be aware of what's going on in the bigger, greater battle between God and Satan. And Satan's trying to get, he's a sore loser, really. He's already lost, but he's a sore loser. So he's still trying to get to God through us. But God's given us keys and weapons to fight him and walk in all that God's got for you. The devil's scared of not your past, but who you're going to be in the future. So he's going to come after you. But know that you have the victory. You have the authority in God. Put worship music on your house, in your house. Blow it, just crank it. Blow out the demons and the different things that might be happening or things that were allowed in. Blow that worship music through your house. Stay in your growth group. Stay together. It's not a time to isolate. You know, a time of solitude is great where you sort of go off and read your word and your Bible, but isolation is dangerous. It is dangerous. And that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. You're feeling bad. You feel this. You feel that. And so he's trying to get you away, get you away from the pack, from the flock, so he can keep picking at you. Don't isolate. Come together. Position yourself with like-minded people. Stay in the Word. Listen to sermon podcasts. Fill yourself up. These are the weapons that God has given us to fight. The Bible says in James 4, 7, I'll be finishing very shortly, it says this, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you notice what comes first is submission to God. Submission to God. It has to come first. There's that word again. Submission to God. That's the obedience is key. It's submitting yourself. It's surrendering yourself to God. Then you resist the devil and the Bible says he will flee from you. What's that scripture? I mean, you guys know, some of you know the Bible more than me. It comes at you one way and he flees at you in seven. That's because you have the power of God, the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So point one, the battle belongs to God. And point two, obedience is key. We were born into a battle. We were born into it. None of us signed up for it. But you must pick a side and begin to fight with the weapons that God has given you. And not choosing is still choosing, just so you know. Not choosing is still choosing because the battle's raging. So pick, decide. And I hope, obviously, it's on the right side. Amen? As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for who you are, Father God. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you that though there is a battle, Lord God, though that there's war raging around us, pandemics and all these different things, and even our our personal stuff that we're dealing with, Lord God, but the battle at the end of the day belongs to you. And we thank you for your armour, Father God. We thank you uh, for the word of God. We thank you that we can come to you in prayer. We thank you uh, that we can speak out these things, Lord God. We thank you that the spirits are subject to us, that they are under our feet, that in you we have the victory, that in you we have all authority. We thank you for these things. 
God, I pray that you'd minister to your people right now, Father God, in the areas that, that they might have been struggling with in the past months or years, that, 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 that today they understand there's a new key, there's a new way of fighting. It doesn't have to be how it's always been. It doesn't have to be done how it's always been done. As they leave this place, they're determined, they've decided that there is this new way and that they take a hold of it today. I pray for all those that have just continued on week in, week out. They're wearing God's armour, um, that you encourage them, that once you've done all, the Bible says to stand and we stand firm and we don't move. We stand in you. So I pray for a continued grace and strength. Pray that you touch the lives of your people. We thank you for your word this morning, Lord God. We thank you that you win. <laughs> you win. We give you all glory. We give you all praise. Just while our heads are bowed, I just want to give anybody an opportunity that's in the house right now or is listening to us online, I want to give you an opportunity to, we talk about making a choice and not choosing is choosing. If you want to come on the right side, if you want to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, today is your day. That's the first decision is to, is to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Yes, he is my Lord and Saviour. Yes, he, 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 he died to forgive me of all my sins, to cleanse me, to wash me clean. And so if that's you, uh, we're going to pray a prayer. Uh, the church, you're going to pray with me. And, and you believe this with all your heart. It's your first step in this journey with God. Church, if you follow after me. God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins. Wash me clean. And today I choose to live for you. Amen. If you prayed that for the very first time, if you can lift your hand in the air or if you're online, if you can comment and would love to get some resources to you. And congratulations, by the way, if you're listening now or later on, congratulations, the best decision you could ever make. Uh, if there's anyone in the house, if you want to lift your hand, I'd love to pray uh, for you if you prayed that for the very first time. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to worship.